0: Hi, and welcome to the Burning Ones podcast. Our desire is to see people all around the world burn for one name, Jesus. We pray that you experience the love and power of him through this journey. Thank you for joining us and may burning witnesses arise.
1: I wanted to talk to Araya, Josiah, and Emma about fasting. But we said before we yeah. did that.
0: We told him we'd do an icebreaker.
1: That we were going to do some icebreakers. Araya has a dance that she wants to do for everyone. We can do it. She was perfecting it earlier. <laughs> we are not going to have her do it. Uh, maybe we can start no. with some more simple stuff, right? We, we can do a getting to know you. Uh, let, let's do this, right? Um, okay. Because we do this at dinner from time to time. Uh, we see how well we know the people that are with us. So let's ask, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Whoever wants to go first. M, what about you? Favorite
2: ice cream. Mint chocolate chip.
1: Mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip.
2: Cookie dough.
1: Cookie dough and mint chocolate chip. All right. Um, let's throw one that may be, what about your favorite pizza topping?
2: Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Pepperoni.
1: Pepperoni, pepperoni, pepperoni. What about your favorite pizza spot?
2: Park pizza.
1: Pinezza. Pineza. park oh pizza. Gosh. Papa John's. <laughs> All right. That's not another way to say Uncle John. Um, Pineza Pizza in Orlando. Uh, Hunter's Creek at the Loop. Um, we love the Garretts and Pinezza Pizza. They are the owners there. If you're in the area, swing in. Um, let me see. Hmm. Who is the funniest person in our house? <laughs> Aria is the funniest person. Dad is the funniest person. I don't,
2: uh, I don't know. Either mommy or daddy. Daddy and mommy. Mm. Daddy All right,
1: mom. um, let's see. Mom was trying to warm things up and uh, steal an answer here. Who is the best cook in our house?
2: Mommy. <laughs>
1: You are lying to the people right now.
2: Dad. That is daddy. That hurts But I was, also, I was also thinking you. I love daddy daddy's <laughs> burgers. Your daddy's burgers. But mom cooks more.
1: All right. Whatever. <laughs> We're going to move on. All right. So I wanted to talk to you guys about fasting. Because um, a lot of people think that fasting is only for certain people. They think that fasting is only for either adults or for preachers or for pastors or for this and that, Um, but we know that fasting is for, I would say, everybody that loves Jesus. And the reason that I wanted to talk to you guys about fasting is because you guys have gone on different fasts. Right, You guys have gone on different fasts, and so even over the last several weeks and maybe last couple of months, there's been several fasts that you guys have done, and I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about those things and the story of how those things even happened in hopes that it would be a real encouragement for anybody or everybody that's watching right now. Uh, let's, let's start with ride. All right, you can pull the mic a little up towards your face, baby. Um, You just recently, in the last handful of days, came off of a fast. Mm -hmm. Right? How many days did you do? Ten. You did ten days on a fast. You're how old?
2: Eleven.
1: You're eleven years old and you just came off of a ten-day fast. Um, What kind of fast did you do? A Daniel. You did a Daniel fast. Uh... Let me ask just so that, every, so that everybody can know what we're talking about. Uh, when you say you did a Daniel fast, what exactly does that mean?
2: I did no meats, no sweets.
1: You did no meats and no sweets for 10 days? hmm uh, I know I asked Emma earlier, which was the harder one to give up? The meats or the sweets? The
2: sweets. <laughs> <laughs> Always the sweets.
1: Uh, the sweets was harder? Yes. But you did it. Yes. And did you do all 10 days? Yes. Was it hard? Very. Why was it hard?
2: Because I couldn't eat my favorite foods.
1: You couldn't eat your favorite foods. Like what what were some of the things that that you wanted to eat on the fast but you couldn't?
2: Ribs, desserts, <laughs> steaks.
1: Yes, steaks and ribs and desserts. I know there's somebody watching this shouting right now. Um, but you did 10 days. Now, did you find yourself around people that weren't fasting?
2: Yes, a lot of people. How was that? It was pretty tough.
1: Because did you do it by yourself or did anybody else do it with you? My mom did it with me. So mom joined you for 10 days. Yes. Why did you do the fast?
2: Because the Lord told me to.
1: Wow, the Lord told you to do 10 days of a Daniel fast. Um, I know that a statement like that, for some people, is very normal um, because they know what that means. They walk with Jesus a certain way. Um, When you say, the Lord told you to do 10 days, how did you know? that that's what happened?
2: Because I was praying one night and I heard a voice told me to do 10 days.
1: So you were praying one night before bed? You were praying one night before bed and you heard a voice that spoke to you and it said to do 10 days of a Daniel fast? Yes. Wow. This is actually really amazing. Um, It's really amazing that you were praying before bed and that you knew the voice that spoke to you was the Lord, and that you were able to understand that he was asking you to do 10 days of a Daniel fast. Mm -hmm. Um, So what did you do after you heard the voice?
2: Well, I told you guys, and um, I told you guys that I felt like I was supposed to do a 10 day fast.
1: And what did mom say?
2: Mom said, Uh, Well, do you want to
1: do on the 40-day fast? Yeah, she said, because we have the 40-day fast coming up. And she said that if you wanted to do the 10 days with us on the 40, that you could do that, right? That you could join us on the 40-day fast, like we're encouraging other people to as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what happened? Mom also said, but pray about it, Mm -hmm. right? She said, pray about it. And if you feel that you're supposed to do it before then, that she would do it too. Yes. Right? And so what happened?
2: morning um i prayed about it and uh, and i did it the day
1: so you got up the next day and prayed about it that morning when you woke up so you woke up and were in prayer is what you're saying Mm -hmm. and felt like you were supposed to start that same day Mm -hmm. and then what'd you do and then i started you started but you ran into our room right yes And you said, hey, I was just praying and feel like I'm supposed to start my fast today. Yes. And did mom do it with you?
0: I did.
1: And so mom jumped in with you. Yeah. And you did all 10 days. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. Was it worth it?
2: Yes. Very worth it.
1: It was worth it. Um, why would you say that it was worth it?
2: Because I obeyed the Lord.
1: Wow. Um, I find it amazing that you didn't say because he gave you something or did something, but you said just to know that you obeyed him and that was enough. Wow. Um, Josiah, you did a fast recently. And why don't you switch places with Bubby real quick so that Bubby can be close to talk? Yeah. Um, let me see. So you did a fast recently and I know that you've done several, right? I mean, this may sound strange to other people, but this is just, it's just our life. It's just our family. Like, man, it's a family thing. Um, we believe that God has marked our house, marked our kids. We're all in it together. It's an amazing adventure saying yes to Jesus, learning how to love Him and follow Him. Um, So these conversations are not weird, for us at least. Um, I think it's
0: important to also point out, like obviously they see something being lived out in the home. Um, But this isn't something that is rehearsed or forced into, because we don't force you guys to fast, right? Um, The beautiful thing about Josiah is... Um, We received multiple words in his seventh year um, when he was seven, um, just about what the eighth year of his life would look like. And um, multiple times we've heard from the Lord that his life would be marked in the eighth year by consecration and fasting and prayer. Um, So it was a word that we held on to about him, um, but it was never something that was constantly talked about, was it? Do we constantly talk about that? No, it's just the word of the Lord. Um, So it was really beautiful in Josiah's eighth year to see how he answered the call on his life in that year to come away with Jesus in a very intentional time of fasting. Um, And so we'll let him talk about what some of those look like. Stop.
2: You're You're good.
1: So... You've done several fasts over the last couple of months. Um, But there's one that I wanted to talk to you about specifically. And you know which one it is? You did a five-day liquid fast. Right? You did five days. And you did liquids. So when you say five days and liquids... What did you do for five days? What did liquids mean?
2: Um, I drank smoothies and other stuff.
1: Wait, 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 one more time. You did what?
2: I drank smoothies and drank tomato soup and stuff.
1: You did smoothies, you did tomato soup. Did you do anything else? Water. So you did water and smoothies and some tomato soup. Which is your favorite tomato soup?
2: The Publix one.
1: The Panera one we get yep. from Publix? Yeah. Um, so you did smoothies, tomato soup, and water for five days. Why did you do that?
2: Because I had a dream, and the Lord told me that I was supposed to do it.
1: You had a dream, and the Lord spoke to you to do five days liquids. Um, how old are you? Nine. I know how old you are. I was just asking for you to tell everybody else. So you're nine and had a dream that God spoke to you and you were supposed to do five days liquids. Do you believe that God can speak to people in dreams? Yeah. Yeah. We talk about dreams all the time, right? So we believe that God can speak to people in dreams. We believe that he still speaks to people in dreams. Um, we believe that he speaks to kids in dreams. And so this is a conversation constantly in our house. Um, but in a dream that you had, you believe that God spoke to you um, about doing a five-day liquid fest. And what did you do once you had the dream and you knew or you felt like that's what God was asking you to do? I told you guys. You told us. And did anybody do it with you?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot.
1: <laughs> Nobody did it with
2: you.
1: <laughs> ah, he said I was all by myself.
2: <laughs>
1: um, not true, right? Okay, so you and me did it together. And let me ask you this. It was your first liquid fast. Was it hard? Was it was it really hard sometimes? Yeah. Why was it really hard?
2: Because I didn't get the th- things I wanted to eat.
1: You didn't get the stuff that you wanted to eat. What kind of stuff do you like to eat?
2: Steak, ribs, right. chicken.
1: Steak and ribs. You're noticing a theme, right? I mean, um, steak, ribs, chicken, huh? I didn't say that if you make steak ribs and chicken they could be talking about you I I mean um so you couldn't eat steak ribs and chicken and it was really hard Um, I know that we did it together was there anybody else that was doing it Yeah. yeah you you and me okay I got that part all right so it was you and me um was there anybody else No. Did we find ourselves around people that weren't fasting? Yeah. Yeah. And we had people over at our house. We went to other people's houses. You remember? And was it hard to sit around other people while they were eating? Yeah. Yeah? Why? Because we were fasting. (laughs) Right? Um, Let me ask you this. Did you make it all five days? Did you ever cheat? (laughs) No. Right? Um, Was it worth it? Yeah. It was worth it? Why was it worth it?
2: Because I was obeying the Lord when he asked me to do something.
1: You were obeying the Lord when he asked you to do something. I think that's really amazing. Um, That you... At nine years old, did five days of a liquid fast. Now, I know I asked you earlier, do you, when you started, did you actually think that you could go five whole days without eating? <laughs> right? It, it seems kind of crazy, right? Um, but every day, we got up again, we prayed, and we asked Jesus to give us the strength to do it again that day. Right? And did he? He did. And you were able to do all five days. But all five days came out of your response to a dream where you knew that the Lord had invited you in a dream to do these five days. Right? Man, that's, that's just amazing. It's just amazing. Um, all right. You can switch spots with M. I hope that so far um, you're realizing that if we're willing, that God will speak to us. Yeah. This, is, this is more than anything what I'm hoping is coming across. That if we would give him the room to speak to us, and if we wouldn't create all these weird limitations, well, you can only talk to me about certain things, or I'm only open to certain conversations, or there's, there's a whole bunch of things that I want to bring to you that I want you to talk about. But if we would actually allow room, that God will speak to us and he'll speak to us and he'll reveal what's on his heart and he'll reveal things like days and design, right? That God is not totally disconnected from these things, but that if we would allow space for specifics, that he can invite us into a 10-day Daniel and tell us what that's supposed to look like, no meats and no sweets, that he can invite us into a five-day liquid and then let us know what what things are going to be included or what things are going to be a part of the design for those five days. Um, This is all just over the last several weeks, Uh, but again, this is a lifestyle. Um, And there's something that I feel... Uh, because of something that Anna said. Anna said that there's something being modeled. There's something being lived out. Something that I've learned um, is that, especially in parenting, right? Because if we're going to use the conversation of what it looks like in our house, uh, obviously we have lived a certain way. We've lived that in front of our children. Our children are very aware because they've watched us live our lives They've watched what it means for us when we say we love Jesus and then what that looks like in real time as we live out the love that we have for him. Um, because you're very aware, everybody that says, I love you, Jesus, does not walk that out the same way. Um, it's, there are all types of ways that people have that language, but then what's actually in their lifestyle looks very different even though we all seem to be saying the same thing. But our kids have watched over years and years now. Obviously, the oldest one being 11, so it can't be more than 11 years. But they've watched now over years and years. Um, and so far, we've heard from Ariah, who's 11, and Josiah, who's 9. Um, but what I've learned, and I would say we, but I know that, that I've gotten rocked even in recent days with this. What I've learned is that what we say yes to or no to um, and what we give our lives to, it creates appetites in our children and it breaks open spaces and places for the Lord to be able to speak to them about certain things. Um, I know that I posted about it um, when it happened But um, for Josiah's ninth birthday, we got him a guitar and he really wants to play guitar because he's watched dad play guitar and he wanted the guitar and the Lord used this as a way just to continue to remind me that his passion for the guitar was because I said yes to a place in my own life for God to speak to me and do with me things that he was desiring and because I gave my yes to a specific place in my own heart and in my own life, I created room for the Lord to speak to me and then to do certain things in me and with me. That yes that I gave to the Lord was then something that God used to cultivate an appetite in Josiah's heart for something. Man, we have to be very aware that what we are saying yes to, what we are giving our lives to, um, is creating a space for the Lord to develop an appetite in those that are watching us live. And yes, this pertains obviously because I'm using the conversation with our kids, but also others that are watching us live, others that are in close proximity, right? I'm not just limiting it to parents because there's an accountability in life overall. That as we live our life with a yes to the Lord, it is stirring an appetite in people that are watching us as we are walking with him and loving him well. Um, And for that, we are coming around to our little itty bitty. Um, Emma. Emma, how old are you?
2: Six.
1: You're six, right? Six is a wonderful age. Do you think so? Has six been exciting? Yep. Has it been a lot of fun? Mm-hmm. Six is awesome. Do you like being six? Do you want to be older than six? How old? What would be the perfect age you think? Fifteen. 15. All right. What is it about 15? That's like got you dreaming about 15. You just want to be older? I
2: can, that I can
1: have whatever I want. Ooh. you can have whatever you want at 15. I don't know where this thought process has come from. Um, there are still going to be some very real uh, limitations at 15. Um, but baby, I wanted to talk to you about a fast that you did recently. And tell everybody, what type of fast did you do? A Daniel. You did a Daniel fast, and how many days did you do? Two. You did two days of a Daniel fast, and what does a Daniel fast mean?
2: No meats and no sweets.
1: You did no meats and no sweets. For how many days again? Two. For two days. Was any of those days easy? it was easy to do it? Why would you say it was easy?
2: Because it was a little bit of a time.
1: Because it was a shorter amount of time. That's actually an amazing answer, right? Because that makes sense. Um, two days would be seemingly a lot easier to do than a bunch of other days. Um, what was harder to give up? The meats or the sweets?
2: the sweets
1: the sweets because you and your older sister are fans of sweets right what's your favorite sweet
2: jawbreaker
1: jawbreakers so you like candy Araya's looking like you're crazy what's your favorite sweet
2: um I think ice cream
1: ice cream <laughs> alright
2: slushies
1: slushies Ah, so this is a good one. Um, You couldn't drink slushies for two days while you were on your Daniel Fast, right? Did you go anywhere that had slushies? Where did you go?
2: SeaWorld.
1: You went to SeaWorld on a Daniel Fast. Mm. And were there slushies there? And could you have any? You could, but did you? You had a slushy,
2: A lemonade one
1: Okay So you didn't have the one you really wanted No But you had what was kind of like a frozen lemonade Yes Alright, so that's important So you could have had the slushie But you didn't because you were on the fast Right um, Was there anything else that was tough About the fast? Like
2: could have burgers
1: You couldn't have burgers. You like burgers? Burgers are really good. It would be super hard to not have burgers for a couple of days. But did you do it? Did you do both days? How did you know that you were supposed to do a two-day Daniel fast?
2: Because God told me to.
1: Because God told you to. Wow. So you think at six years old that God can speak to you? And you think at six years old that something God talked to you about was fasting? And you did it. And you did both days? Mm-hmm. And do you think you'll ever do another one? Yeah. Was it worth it? It was worth it. Why? Was it worth it for any reason at all? Why was it worth it to you? No answer. No answer is fine, too.
2: I didn't.
1: It's okay. Sometimes we do them, and we don't really know what they're about, um, but Jesus does, right? I think that's awesome, Um, because I think sometimes we can come up with our own idea about what it's going to be about, and then a lot of times when we do that, we end up really disappointed, when things don't go the way that we thought they would or the way that we might have wanted them to. Right, so that's actually a great answer too, baby. So at 11, 9 and 6, um, Jesus is speaking to kids about fasting and he's inviting them to join them um, to fast and pray, to dream with him. Um, I hope that you are really stirred. That's, that's what I really hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that you're really stirred. Um, to know that these things are not impossible. And by these things, I mean any of the elements of this conversation that we've been discussing. Whether it's living a life where you know the voice of God apart from many other voices, which is what Jesus said is the way we're supposed to live. He said, those who know me know my voice, right? My sheep, they belong to me and they know my voice. And another, they will not follow. So here's the introduction of other voices, but also the ability to discern between what at times seems like a host of voices. Um, I hope that you're really stirred and provoked to know that you can live a life where you know the voice of God, where you can live in a restful confidence that you know his voice and that it comes in a variety of ways through different channels, if we could say it that way. Whether it's up late in the evening praying before bed, whether it's rising early and getting into prayer before doing anything as you start your day. Um, that God can speak to you and that he wants to. The same way that our daughter said she felt like she heard a voice and not just heard a voice or any voice, but heard a voice that she knew because she had become familiar with it Mm -hmm. and familiar with it knew what that voice was saying. 10 days of a Daniel fast and what that was supposed to mean. Um, I hope you're stirred to know that God can speak to you in dreams and that there's no Age limitation for that—that God can speak to a six-year-old in a dream and invite them into a fast. That God can speak to an eleven-year-old. He can speak to a seventy-year-old in a dream. Um, And I pray, even as we're we're discussing these things now, that if dreaming is something that you've desired, man, may the Lord touch you afresh in a real way by the power of His Spirit to break open a vivid and dynamic life of dreaming. Um, in those days, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Yeah, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Um, may that be your reality in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. Um, may you not just sleep for rest sake alone, but may revelation come crashing into the night and may the voice of the Lord fill your night season. Um, because even as we've heard today, God can speak to you in dreams and he can reveal instructions. He can reveal his desires. He can reveal to you things that are to come and he can pull you into alignment with his voice as it is released in the night, in the place of dreams. And not only nights, um, for those of you that are nappers, um, because sleeping isn't only for the night, Um, God can speak to you on a nap. Uh, Right, At least that seems to be the implications that we have in Daniel chapter 2 when they were all going to be executed because Nebuchadnezzar was raging uh, as no one could tell him his dream and then the interpretation of it. Uh, Daniel says, let us ask God for wisdom and compassion in a dream. I think we read that as if they were going to sleep for the night and maybe they were, but I'm just saying it doesn't say that. So he could have, found God's wisdom for all of them to take a nap so that God could speak to them. Um, So for you nappers, may revelation come crashing into your times of napping and resting, power napping and refreshing and reviving for things that happen throughout the day. Uh, But man, may we be provoked with expectation that God actually does these things. And if we would give him room that he longs to fill our life with these things. Um, may we be encouraged that there is no special class or category of individual yeah. that the invitation to fast and pray goes out for. Yeah. But 11, nine and six, 11, nine and six, 10 days, five days, Uh, They've done different fasts. They've done longer fasts. I didn't want to talk about those things. I wanted to talk about the ones that have happened recently. Um, Yes, there are other fasts in their history as they've joined us. We've done family fasts. There's been times where, you know, um, two of us, three of us, um, on and on. Because every fast we do, we ask them to pray and see if God is speaking to them to join us. Um, But then there are fasts that the Lord speaks to them uh, individually. And then we join them. Um, Because I believe that they carry the voice of the Lord also, right? This isn't something where, oh, well, it only has to be dad. And then when it's dad, um, right? That like um, in this house, dad is the only one that can hear from God. Um, No, one of the ways that I reveal to them that I am fully bought into the way that God speaks to them is to join them Um, because I believe that they hear from the Lord. Um, And that's why I joined my son. That's why Anna joined Ariah. Because I want them to know that I am confident that they can hear from God. And then when they say that they are hearing from God, I show that confidence by joining them. Um, Because I do believe that they are carriers of the voice of the Lord and the word of the Lord. And so we're asking you to be freshly provoked. For God to speak to you this way and as I said earlier we are two weeks out from the 40-day fast man we're gonna go for it it's gonna be amazing Um, I believe it's going to be painfully beautiful Um, that's a phrase that I've used in recent years uh, because it's gonna be both of those things it's gonna be painful in certain ways that's just a part of it but it's also gonna be beautiful And for anybody that may have thought I forgot because of all of the other things we've been talking about, I know that I said, if you had a Bible, we would look at Philippians chapter three and maybe just in closing, uh, before we take a moment and pray, uh, I want to read a verse that's found in Philippians chapter three. And this is Paul. And he says in verse 19, well, I mean, let's Let's back up. I'll just read it from verse 17 just to kind of create a little bit more context rather than jumping in in the middle of something that is in full swing. Um, Starting in verse 17, he says, Brethren or brothers, join in following my example. Man, that's amazing. And observe those who walk according to the pattern that you have in us. Listen to Paul. Brothers, brothers, Join in following my example and observe those, right? Be aware, pay attention. Observe those who walk according to the pattern, a way of life, a way that our life was set up, what we gave ourselves to, what we didn't, what we said yes to, what we said no to. Paul is saying, observe, be aware, pay attention to the pattern that you had in us. For many, walk, of whom I've often told you, and now tell you even weeping. There, was, there were tears at the consideration of a way of life. And Paul was encouraging them not to follow after or to pattern their lives after certain individuals. And it brought him to tears. He was broken over it. It just wasn't this critic it just wasn't this opinionated, egotistical, driven type commentary. But Paul was broken because he understood a way of life and a pattern. And this is what he was encouraging them to pay attention to and then to model their lives after. But he said, even now, with tears, I tell you about certain ones that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction whose God is their appetite and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven. Here's the contrast. We don't belong to the world and our mind and our appetites are not on worldly, fleshly things. For our citizenship is in heaven from which also we eagerly wait for a savior. The Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. I think it's amazing that Jesus has the power to subject all things to himself. And there is coming a moment where he will do that. But we are living in a moment where though he has the power to subject all things to himself, this means to bring all things into conformity with his will. He has the power to conform all things to his will, to his desires, meaning... He could right now bring a certain amount of pressure on anything and everything to conform to what he knows is best and that is his will. But he doesn't um, because we're living in a moment where though he has the power to press us and make us, he invites us. Um, And Paul is referencing a certain group of individuals where he said their God was their appetite. And this is part of the beauty in fasting, where we bring our lives willingly in response to the invitation of Jesus and by the grace of God found in the power of the Holy Spirit that is at work on the inside of us, right? To this in 2 Corinthians 6, Paul says, Um, do not receive the grace of God in vain, but partner with it. Recognize that there's an intended purpose for the grace that has been released to you. He says, do not receive that grace in vain. But when we understand that there is a power to the spirit that is alive and at work within us and that there is a grace That we have received in order to bring our lives subject to Jesus and the rule of Jesus by the power of the spirit. There is a grace and if that grace is doing anything in you right now, it is doing this, I promise you. It is seeking to empower you to bring your life into greater surrender to Jesus as king in every area of life and not just those areas where we may want him to set up his rule. And this is why one of the ways that we create language for fasting by saying we are going to bring our attention. We're going to bring our affection and we are going to bring our appetites to Jesus. And we are going to seek to bring our lives subject to the beautiful reign and rule of Jesus by the power of his spirit on the inside. Would you rule in me, King Jesus? Um, And a lot of times, those spaces and places that I just referenced are many of the ways that we find to be affected in times of fasting my attention. Lord, would you rule in what I give my attention to and in what I become preoccupied with? In my affection, would you rule in the things that have dominated my affections? The things that I love, the things that I lust after, the things that I long for. The things in the place of my desire that I search out, that I pursue, that I go looking for to satisfy me in different ways. Lord, would you rule in my attention? Would you rule in my affection? I want to love you more than every other and any other. And would you, by the power of your spirit, do something in me as I join you in fasting? to rule in my affections, and would you shine a bright light on the inside so that I would know what you already know, is that at times there are other lovers. And there are other lovers that are very real. And they have gained traction in my affection. And they lead me because they satisfy me. And there are other lovers that have caught my attention And I now pursue them. I go looking for them. They occupy a space and a place in my attention and in my affection. Lord, would you speak to me? Would you reveal these other lovers? Again, it doesn't have to be bad in order for it to be wrong. It can be wrong because it's not right. And it's not right because of the space that it occupies because of how much it governs and dominates, because like Paul references in Philippians 3.19, their God was their appetite. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where we kind of drive it home. Um, I think if all of us are going to be honest, we realize that there are certain appetites that we don't have control over. I don't like the way that sounds, maybe just as much as you don't like the way that sounds. Um, And maybe as plainly put, you've never actually said it that way or acknowledged it that way. But there are other appetites or appetites in general that we have that we just know we're not in control of. And anytime they come knocking, we realize that they dominate. Anytime they come knocking, We feel helpless. We feel as if we've been rendered powerless. Um, This could be pertaining to food. Sure, it could. Um, It could be pertaining to food. Um, I have a whole chapter in the first book that I wrote about fasting in this subject alone. An entire chapter about how the natural association or partnership with food reveals very real powerful spiritual implications Um, and even the way the body is set up hormonally, even the way the body is set up with all types of things that are happening on the inside as we engage food and how so many times we dismiss the powerful potential of the invitation to fasting to set us free from all of these other things that are happening that in many instances we're just unaware of. Um, It may be in the conversation of food, but it may be other things. It may be certain lusts that we just realize we're a prisoner to. We're a captive. We're in bondage. It may be other activities. It may be other pursuits. It may be other things that because of the way they've gained traction on the inside, we just know we're not free from them. And there's an appetite that's been created over time. And even if we wanted to, we do not have the power within ourselves in order to set the captive free. Yeah. Um, I believe that fasting is an invitation to freedom.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? This is what Jesus said in John 4. If you would drink the drink that I give and stop coming to this well every day, then you would never thirst again, Mm -hmm. right? That's what Jesus said. He's creating the contrast between the natural things that we pursue in order to satisfy the thirst that we cannot rid our own lives from. It's an appetite. And then the drink that if we would, shift our attention from the natural wells to the well of endless life, the well that never runs dry, the one who satisfies to the deepest and the uttermost, the one who, if we would receive this drink that he gives, would put an end to the desire and the satisfaction from the other wells that we've been turning to. Paul says that there's a certain crowd of folks whose God was their appetite. Whose God was their appetite. Man, may we prayerfully consider over the next two weeks what the Lord could have for us. And as those 40 days begin, I'm asking you, would you join us? Would you join us as we seek to radically align our lives with God himself, and then to be radically aligned to his purposes. I can tell you that one of the purposes that God has is to set up the rule of his son in your heart and in your life by the power of his spirit. To set up Jesus as king to set up his son as the one that is worthy of all of our attention, affection, and yes, even our appetites where he would set up a throne on the inside and we would come to know his worth and where then we would come to give him the yes that he is worthy of as we align ourselves to him and his purposes. Um, Would you join us for 40 days? And would you give God the space to speak to you? Mm -hmm. And I pray that he would do just that. That he would speak to you in prayer. Mm -hmm. That he would speak to you in a dream. That he would speak to you in the word. That he would speak to you through people that are modeling a certain life around you. And even if you must, that you would imitate them as they imitate Christ. um, That he would speak to you. And that you would know that it was him. Mm -hmm. And that you would give yourself in an intimate way to the invitation of the Lord in this hour. Come and join me. Come away with me. Come away with me.
0: Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We pray that it has fanned into flame the love that you have for him. If you would like more information about Burning Ones, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media, visit our website, burningones.org, or download our app.